Hey, welcome to the Feed Sheep Podcast, where we help you hear God's voice, follow his lead, and thrive as a disciple. I'm Dan Schilling, and I'll be one of your guides. Now, let's get into today's topic. Hey, welcome to the Feed Sheep Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We're back again today. Michael, man, it's always good to be with you. You too. Great to uh, get to dive in again and keep looking at trust. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to continue. We've been really just saying, God, show us how you continue to help us on this journey to trust you and to to look at your word. And so we've been looking at a number of uh, passages. We started a couple of sessions ago talking about the Deuteronomy 8. And really, again, what we're trying to accomplish through our time is how do we hear God's voice, follow his lead, thrive as disciples, and recognizing that trust is a big issue. And last time we started to dive into the area of trust and some of the things that Hezekiah, King Hezekiah, was uh, processing through. And we talked about faithfulness, that faithfulness is one of those first keys that Hezekiah said in 2 Kings uh, 18. uh, This was in verse 5, and this was our verse that Hezekiah trusted the Lord. There was no one like him among all the kings of Israel, either of Judah, either before or after his time. And he remained faithful to the Lord in everything. And so... The goal for us is how are we going to encourage one another daily in this journey? How do we uh, look at what the scriptures say about this area of trust? And so we're going to dig a little deeper into this topic today. So can't wait. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, Pray for us. Yeah, let's do it. God, thanks so much for uh, uh, just an opportunity that we get to come before you and we get to humbly submit and listen and learn. And so I just pray that you would teach Dan and I and you would teach uh, the listeners what it means to trust you and that we would uh, have the confidence uh, to step out in trust uh, as as we seek to uh, know you uh, more deeply and ultimately we see, seek to thrive in relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, Michael, I remember a few times ago we were talking about the trust muscles, and that's really the focus of our time today. And <laughs> about we talked about how we're doing the P90X and how that was a, <laughs> you know, one of those things that really stretched us, you know, physically uh, at that point in time. And I, I, I wouldn't try it again, not at this stage of life. I don't have enough time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't have. I don't think I have the uh, willingness to be in so much pain. <laughs> But I can't even walk, you know, to go to the bathroom hardly, you know, that hurts so bad. So, oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, we don't need to go down that rabbit trail. But yeah, <laughs> I couldn't do it again today. Yeah. But the muscles, I believe that God wants us, whether physically uh, our muscles are in shape or not, but definitely what he wants for us is are these uh, what we're calling trust muscles to be built and recognizing that like many other aspects of our physical muscles, if we continue to keep ourselves isolated and, and not putting ourselves open handedly in the hands of our good, good father, who's always trying to continue to mold us and fashion us, shape us more into the image and likeness of Jesus and recognizing that many times that's going to put us in a place where we need to trust him. Mm-hmm. And that, place of trust brings us to one of the things we're going to look at today is a place of humility and say, okay, okay, you know, this isn't going to be easy, but uh, I trust you. Yeah. And one of the other aspects that in the midst of this journey that he wants these muscles to be built is so that when this time of 
testing comes, we, we see and know him as a good, good father. And we know that he's going to provide, he's going to take care of us and not just the material things of life. But when we get into jam, we were just talking about a scenario, something I've got to do tomorrow with someone that really struggling in their journey. And it's probably going to be a pretty hard time of conversations and things around it that I'm going to need to trust him. And so to have wisdom and insight and provision and trust that God's going to protect me and watch over me and give me wisdom and counsel in the midst of that situation. So yeah. ready that our trust muscles are ready. ready. So that when God calls us to something, we're not like, Oh, you know, like, but we recognize who's the source where, who has the authority, whose authority we're under and where that's going to lead us. So yeah. what are your thoughts? Well, it's, it's appropriate. Yesterday I, I uh, had the opportunity to preach at my church yes. and we're, we're talking about Hebrews 11 uh, which is, you know, the hall of faith, so, so-called, so right? And I was looking at really 13 through 22, but in, in 17 and nine, to 19 is where it talks about Abraham and Isaac and God testing Abraham as he told him to, commanded him to go and sacrifice Isaac. And as we looked at it, the word test there is really strengthen. And so, you know, there's this idea of strengthening that happens in obedience. And so, you know, as I studied it and, and thought about it and through our conversations, I kind of created a diagram. It's not that profound, but I, I think that trust and faith start in obedience and that's kind yes, of like the, the lifting. Right. And so if I, but what happens when I obey is that I actually see that God's faithful. I see that he does fulfill his promises. You know, Abraham yes. was in that conundrum of how in the world can you fulfill this promise when you're asking me to kill the seed of the promise? Like <laughs> yes, that yes. doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, even when it, we can't it, it's see counter, it, it's counterintuitive, right? I mean, like something like that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, it they can't reconcile. They're irreconcilable to us. Yes, right? God had a way, obviously. And then as we see God be faithful, it, it helps us increase our faith or increase our trust, increases our longing to experience that nearness to God in that trusting, which then yes. I think leads us, which we see in, uh, in Jacob's life at the end of his life, it's that he's bowing over the head of his staff in worship right? Mm-hmm. as he's blessing the sons. And so it leads us to worship. And then it leads us, I mean, we have like this cycle of obedience and God's faithfulness and increase. We worship and and, and we just continue to grow uh, in this. And we do this testing or this strengthening occurs in these steps of obedience uh, that can seem really, really hard where we can't see a way through. Uh, But when we step into them, God has seen a way through and we see that he's faithful to take us through. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, one other quick uh, story here is. This past year, uh, my my wife is actually going to be on here in a couple of weeks uh, on the podcast here. Her and I were talking this past week of just something the Spirit of God was had been working in her, helping her hear God's voice and follow. And she felt, you know, this past year of school, not this current year of school, but the past year that the time for homeschooling was over. Now we've homeschooled, you know, our all seven of the boys so far have all been homeschooled. Some of them all the way through. Now the older guys, the other ones. So she's been doing this for almost 20 years. And sometimes you get going in that same pattern, but she knew inside something. She's now peace. And it was actually, it was starting to become more of a burden. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't right. fulfilling anymore. And so we started at the beginning of this early of this year in January, February, start looking at Christian schools and start looking and saying, okay, God, show us. And so long story short, we, God makes a way. 
he provides, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm thinking how are we going to pay for this? And then God provides all these different opportunities and scholarship and everything. So it's like, okay, God, thank you. But here's kind of the big thing was we were standing, I was standing talking to a guy uh, outside of the school I had just met and in conversation, he said, well, you know that we turned away 700 families this year. Hmm. And that, you know, like those moments you're like, wait, what? Like 700 families. And I clarified it with the wife later. I said, I want you to make sure I heard you. Great. You said seven. She said, yes, not 700 people, 700 families, like multiple children per household. And, and we had just been in conversation with another guy. He said, wow. He said, I can't believe that you got all four of your boys in here. I mean, like there's people even at this church that can't get their kids in here. Like, that's really amazing. And it's like right. you have that moment. You're like, oh, wow, God, you you provided something that makes no sense. But my wife just kept believing this is what God was leading and that he was she was trusting him, you know, because like we don't have the money for that. We can't do this. We can't do that. And we're going to look at a story today about Hezekiah when it's like we're going to like we're in trouble here. You know, right. God, we, there's no way this is going to work out. And so I feel like for us, it was just one of those moments, like a, a holy moment of like, oh, my gosh. God, you you provided in a way there's no way that could happen. But you doing that when there's there's fourteen hundred people, there's two kids in each family, you know, got turned away. So, yeah, to and you didn't even know home. the miracle that it was. No, like, I oh, didn't. I mean, that's the cool thing sometimes, right? right like, and, right. and then when God reveals it just in conversation, you're like, oh my goodness, God. And I really, Sharon and I both said, you know, when David in the, in Second Chronicles says, yeah, who am I and who are my people? I mean, but you would, you'd take care of us like this. I mean, that really was yeah. our posture of our heart. Like, oh my goodness, Lord, thank you so much. So I just, I think it's, Again, this journey that we're on and to encourage one another, right, is God has a purpose. He has a plan. And when we submit to him and we put our hope and trust in him to lead us, to guide us, even when it's like, well, I, I, I just can't. It ain't going to work out. Like, trust me, just faithful today. Take the next step. Take the next step. And so we're going to look at that story today as well. Good. Let's do so, it. All right. So let's bring this up. We're going to give a little context here. Uh, we talked last time about Hezekiah again. He trusted the Lord. Um, he has a great heritage uh, of a mom who was Abijah. We talked a little bit ago that Abijah, I looked this up. Uh, she's the daughter of Zechariah, high priest. Her name actually means my father is the Lord. So hmm. Zechariah names his daughter <laughs> this uh, my father is the Lord who she probably, again, as we said last time, disciples trains up Hezekiah in a way of loving and trusting and knowing God as yeah. his heavenly father, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. And, and then we see here where we're going to pick up, uh, get this to scroll down here. We're going to pick up today. You and I were talking a little bit about if folks, you want to read this and you can make your own decision here, but you know, Hezekiah strips the, the temple of all the things sends it to King Sennacherib. It's still not enough. And we're going to pick up here then in verse 17 after uh, he, Hezekiah is trying to do what's right. He's trying to you know keep the kingdom kind of together. And we're going to see here how the king of Assyria responds and then kind of pick up and see what Hezekiah and how he responds in the midst of that trouble. 
So let's start there. Good. Verse 17. Yes. Verse 17, chapter 18. Nevertheless, the king of Assyria sent his commander in chief, his field commander, and his chief of staff from Lachish with a huge army to conquer or to confront King Hezekiah in Jerusalem. The Assyrians took up a position beside the aqueduct that feeds water into the upper pool near the road leading to the field where cloth is washed. They summoned King Hezekiah, but the king sent these officials to meet with them. Eliakim, son of Hokiah, the palace administrator, Shebna, the court secretary, and Joah, son of Asaph, the royal historian. All right, so just a little story here. So you say, okay, uh, king of Assyria sends not just a few dudes, but he sends, this is a huge army. <laughs> so uh, we're going to see in a little bit oh, how big huge is to, to some extent. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he sends this huge army, and they're coming to essentially say, you know what, we're, we're going to show you for what you didn't, you know, you weren't paying tribute money essentially on time and doing some things. And he tries to make it retribution, but apparently not enough. And then they call him out, but he doesn't even go out to meet him. He sends some kind of his key guys to go out and meet with the messengers from King Sennacherib. So what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got the commander in chief, the chief of staff. You got the the his best right coming at you and VP. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And you know, I imagine there's some, something going on with Hezekiah here too, not going out to meet. Right, the yes. king of Assyria didn't come. I'm not going to go out. So there's, you know, he's yeah, posture. Oh, jockey. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Some protocol. So All let's right. see what he has to say. All right. So then the Syrians king. Uh, king's chief of staff told them to give this message to Hezekiah. This is what the great king of Assyria says. What are you trusting in that makes you so confident? Do you think that mere words can substitute for military skill and strength? Who are you counting on that you have rebelled against me on Egypt? If you lean on Egypt, it will be like a reed that splinters beneath your weight and pierces your hand. Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, is completely unreliable. But perhaps you'll say to me, we are trusting the Lord our God. But isn't he the one who was insulted by Hezekiah? Didn't Hezekiah tear down his shrines and altars and make everyone in Judah and Jerusalem worship only at the altar here in Jerusalem? I'll tell you what. Strike a bargain with my master, the king of Assyria. I will give you 2,000 horses if you can find that many men to ride on them. With your tiny army, how can you think of challenging even the weakest contingent of my master's troops even with the help of Egypt's chariots and charioteers. What's more, do you think we have invaded your land without the Lord's direction? The Lord himself told us, attack this land and destroy it. Okay. So, <laughs> things that's are not smack good. talk right there. That's like, <laughs> yeah, right. that's like next level smack talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We live in a culture, a lot of smack that's talks. Right. It's like, okay, here we go. Right. That's why yeah. I love the Old Testament. Like, dude, come on. This is a great story. Like, this is going on still today. People are doing stuff like this. Right. Like, oh, yeah, I'll show you. So, again, we look at this and, and Assyria comes and says, like, you know, first of all, who, who do you think you guys are? Like, who are you putting your trust in? You know, are you going to you think you're trusting in what Egypt, you know, like right. you, you know, your big brother, you think he's going to take care of you? Like we, we've already destroyed them. So you don't have to you, you know, count on them. Are, are you trusting in God? Oh, you're one of those, you know, trusting in God. huh? Isn't, you know, 
Hezekiah, the one who kind of, you know, made everybody a little uh, ruffled the feathers, you know, get them tearing down the, we talked about last time, the, the shrine, the altar, the share, right. share poles, like, uh, I don't know about that. And by the way, you know, who actually sent us to come kick your butts? God himself told us to come right. and take care of you guys. So I tell you what, you get some horses and you probably don't even have 2000 guys to put on them. I'll send you 2000 horses so you can try to fight us. <laughs> your tiny little army we brought our huge army you got your tiny little army you little bunch of grasshoppers like what are you thinking here yeah so yeah that's yeah. uh you know in the picture of of the gods of that time and how how they even viewed it right i mean there was you know to them a plurality of gods was was no was what everybody pretty much believed and so yes you know their god Israel's God, the gods of the shrines, you know, one and the same at the end of the day. Yes. Right. What, another little Jobu doll on the, on the, yeah. on the shelf, right? Like, we got yeah, lots well. of them. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. And your God talks to us too. We talked to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I, as I was reading through this, I thought, you know what, when you, when we're going to see what here goes on in the rest of the story, God may have told him to go do it. Sure. Right. It's a, it's a trap. They, trap <laughs> Sorry, spoiler alert <laughs> yeah like oops you know like oh shoot we thought we were coming because we were gonna and talking trash and whatever about it like oh yeah i had you come out of your pride and out of your arrogance and your foolishness thinking you're gonna come right take them and you're mocking them but really you're not mocking them you're mocking me but you know what i already knew that that's why I invited you down thinking that you're coming to, to attack and destroy them. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So, all right, let's, let's pick up in 26 and continue on the story. Yeah. This classic response. Then yes. Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, Shebna and Joah said to the Assyrian chief of staff, uh, please speak to us in Aramaic for we understand it. Well, don't speak in Hebrew for the people on the wall will hear. Hmm. <laughs> That's good. He's like, yeah. hey, uh, stop scaring everybody. <laughs> you're, 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 everybody's going to wet their pants here if you keep talking like that. Just, you know, knock it off. You're, you're insulting us and, and they yeah. realize it. Yes. Uh, but Sennacherib's chief of, chief of staff replied, do you think my master sent this message only to you and your master? He wants all the people to hear it. For when we put this city under siege, they will suffer along with you. They will be so hungry and thirsty that they will eat their own dung and drink their own urine. Now you talk about next level smack talking. It's getting even, it's getting worse, right? Like not only are we going to destroy you, not only are we going to, you're going to be so bad, so decimated. You're going to eat and drink your own waste. So yeah. that's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder, and I, I mean, we, I probably shouldn't wonder <laughs> in the middle of a podcast, and so I apologize, but that this man speaks Hebrew. Yes. And I mean, the, the trade language was Aramaic, and, and so that was the common language that, that most people would speak to one another from different countries. And, and Hebrew wasn't, they weren't a big people. Yes. Uh, so, I, I mean, the chances of this, perhaps it was a sojourner in the land of Hebrew, perhaps you know, he had a nanny, but yeah. you know, chances are maybe he was Hebrew. Maybe he was an yeah. Israeli who had, you know, defected more exactly. or less to Assyria. Yeah. And here he well, is. Yeah. Right. Because that's happened. Right. I mean, right. you, you have that throughout different times that they've been 
sent away and under siege and under whatever else. Right. So very well. Just right? stayed behind. Like, you know what? These people are. Yeah. And if he was intelligent, like you think like Daniel Meshach, they were intelligent, right? They were smart. Right. They were whatever. And they were put in charge and doing different things. So, you know, chief of staff, smart guy. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. All right. So the, the talk's getting worse. Let's continue on the discussion here. <laughs> what's, what, what's, what's coming next? All right. Then the chief of staff stood and shouted in Hebrew to the people on the wall. Listen to this message from the great king of Assyria. This is what the king says. Don't let Hezekiah deceive you. He will never be able to rescue you from my power. Don't let him fool you into trusting in the Lord by saying the Lord will surely rescue us. This city will never fall into the hands of the Assyrian king. Don't listen to Hezekiah. These are the terms the king of Assyria is offering. Make peace with me, open the gates and come out. Then each of you can continue eating from your own grapevine and fig tree and drinking from your own well. Then I will arrange to take you to another land like this one, a land of grain and new wine, bread and vineyards, olive groves and honey. Choose life instead of death. Yeah, it's, and it's so interesting when you think about how the ways of the world, things of whatever, like, you know, not only, you know, are you foolish for, you know, thinking that Hezekiah is going to protect you. And again, you have to understand the Assyrians were the world dominating culture at the time. And so like everybody was being decimated by the Assyrians. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see it again in a minute, like the size of their army, the size of what their power and their authority and everything was going on. So, you know, when the biggest bully in town says, hey, give me your lunch money and you don't like, hey, I, you know, you're going to take one of the worst beatings out back here in just a minute. You know, and so don't don't let the little pipsqueak dude start piping up, telling you how you're not going to get beat up. And and I, I'm going to speak in your your native language here <laughs> like this is what's going to happen. So don't be fooled. And you think about and just to bring this back into our own life sometime. Again, we have an adversary who obviously is always trying to steal, kill, and destroy, right? Assault us. Uh, always tell us that God's not trustworthy. You're not, whatever. But we also sometimes have people in around us when God calls us to something. And you have to remember in this story, Hezekiah broke a long-standing tradition of disobedience. And so mm-hmm. it's not like this was – they had had some generational turn <laughs> toward obedience. And so these guys knew it. So like they're trying to play on some of that as well, right? And there's sometimes in our life where people around us, you know, like, hey, you know, I, you can kind of do your own church thing, but don't take it too far. Like don't take right. this trusting in God so far. Don't – and I know you and I both have made some decisions in life, and I know there's people even in our life that are close to us that kind of look at us like, I, I don't know. That doesn't sound like God to me. You know, and they're Christians. They're well-wishers, but they're not understanding, you know what? I got, This is what God's asking me to do, and I think there's times like this. Hezekiah is standing for righteousness, wanting to do what's right. And these guys, you know, the outsiders coming and saying, you're stupid. We're going to we're going to demolish you for this. But I tell you what, you know, we'll just we won't beat you up completely. So just walk out, surrender. Right. You know, open the gates. Come on out. Here's the terms. And and we won't have to completely decimate you. We'll take you somewhere else. Let you kind of start over and have good things. 
but don't be trusting God. You tr- put your trust in, in the ways of the world, ways of man. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you get, you get two in there, you get the, the promise. I mean, it, and this is such the way that, that I think happens when we have this temptation to trust in other things and, and to look at other things is this, the promise that, that God makes is, you know, abducted by the other people. So you have this promise of your own grapevine and fig tree, right? This, this yes. is a, a phrase that you see in, in scripture sitting under your own vine and fig tree. And it's a, it's a picture of safety. It's a picture yes. of provision yes, and whatnot, right? But it's a provision from God, you know, yes. giving us each our vine and fig tree to have fruit and food and shade and, you know, all of these, these things. And they're saying, look, you want these things, come find them here. Like we'll give them to you. Your God yes. can't give them to you. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's all is uh, a well. You're going to have water. (laughs) You're going to have grain, new wine, bread, vineyards, olive groves, honey. And to me, this big, interesting because Deuteronomy also has the same, you know, I said before you life and death, choose life. Um, I heard guys say this one time. It's like God gives you a multiple choice test and then gives you the answer. I said before you life and death, (laughs) choose, you know, like (laughs) a life. (laughs) A life, B death, you know, choose A, you know. Um, and yet what happens is the majority of us still choose B, which is I'm going to do it the way of the world or do it. My- hey, thanks for watching the Feed Sheep podcast. We're going to, because this discussion was so rich and, and encouraging to Michael and I both, we decided that we should break this into two episodes and so next time what we're going to do is give you several things to think about in your journey and building your trust muscles as we've seen in the story of hezekiah we're going to continue on and see what god does and what he wants for us is to experience that type of uh miraculous event in our life where we see god intervene and so i just want to encourage you to tune in if you haven't already subscribe to Uh, the YouTube channel or to your favorite podcast platform. Uh, Leave us a comment if you would as well. It always helps us out, encourages us. And I want to encourage you on your journey to hear, follow, and thrive. God bless you.